0: hi everyone hi friends welcome to spice chaos mini-sode <laughs> yes it's a mini sewed. it's a good one yeah that host over there co-host hostess <laughs> is caitlin from creating in chaos yes that's me and that co-host over there is Leanne from Spice Plans. She forgot where she was for just a second I think. Oh, it been a week. It's been a lot of things. A so, lot of- we need to call this episode the one that almost wasn't. <laughs> I know right <laughs> because I mean I've just been so busy today. Yes and part of it is Brian's brian's fault so brian daniel joseph's phone number is no i'm just (laughs) call him and harass him but he is on instagram so you can dm him and harass him oh he is on instagram i didn't even know that he doesn't really use it it's like a file so he can look at fun things okay well i'm gonna have to find him on instagram (laughs) i think it's private i'm gonna start dming him all the time please do be like I heard you were mean to Caitlin today no <laughs> I heard you drive real slow <laughs> I was driving so slow and I was like can you hurry up He literally had the audacity to say to me I'm doing 35 in the 30 oh my gosh <laughs> like, okay, well, okay so the time right now is currently 8 26 p.m eastern on Thursday night so mm-hmm. Those of you that listen to this every Friday morning, Mm -hmm. like we legit just made this like a five minutes ago before you're listening to it. (laughs) So like we, this one was like super cutting it close. Um, but it was really more because, so everybody knows we've talked about this in the last couple episodes. Jamie goes back to work officially on Monday of next week. Yes. So Leanne and Jamie have to watch nine hours Game of Thrones every day. (laughs) <laughs> so we have our last week together where it's just the two of us no kids no jobs mm-hmm. um so we went out of town for a couple of days and that was kind of a bust mm-hmm. um yeah so I mean I hate to even say it but like we did not get along well happens sometimes well and that's what I've heard <laughs> <laughs> it's like in my last relationship everywhere we went we didn't get along yeah yeah So when I go out of town with this person, it feels real bad to not get along because we usually do so well, you know, Mm -hmm. so that was kind of a bummer. Um, But now it is we're home and he's got a lot of work stuff to do this week. So um, we're just going to be kind of sitting around at home. And we did watch like nine hours of Game of Thrones today. We did like from the minute we got up to the minute. He left to go somewhere else, like we, we <laughs> <probably did. laughs> yeah. But they just yeah. dropped that new what is it in the Time of Dragons trailer? What do they call that? I don't know. Or is it is Game the- of Dragons? Game of House of the Dragon is what House they're calling of it. the Dragons. That's right. Um, yeah. so like I watched Game of Thrones when it was brand new from like the first day mm-hmm. and. Caitlin said she caught up and was week to week in the last season. So you had to wait for like six episodes. Yeah. Just six. Okay. I had to wait for like 78 episodes. <laughs> Sad. It was horrible. And you know, this was in the time of like, where you really, things really were already streaming. So like people could binge things. Yep. Um, it was painful to wait every week on HBO and then to have to wait like months between seasons. Right. And then if your HBO subscription ever went out and you're like, no, I have to wait till I can make them a payment. Well, okay. So like this past week, we, we crossed over from season five into season six. Yeah. And I almost wanted to say, no, you can't just pick up the remote and move to season six. (laughs) You have to wait an entire year. (laughs) We have to have some time off. Like there has to be time for you to completely forget what happened last season. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know it's like watching it episode after episode for like hours at a time it is hard the show is really hard to watch this many and Mm -hmm. there's so many episodes that have big things in them it's true and they kill a lot of very lovely characters right and they do that like periodically and it doesn't happen in like a season premiere or a season finale it's like Mm -hmm. some rando episode number four number six in the middle of a season where some huge thing happens and traumatizes us forever. for yes. Time to know. yes. And then like, okay, so we just finished watching the episode called The Door. Uh-huh. And like, I looked over at Jamie and he was like, sobbing. And I was just like, I know, man. I thought it was a weird twist when, spoiler alert, if you've never watched the Game of Thrones, fast forward now. But I thought it was so weird when that kid became like possessed, kind of. Oh, because he was like a warg? Something like that. Well, okay. So when I was first watching it, it's like there's so much of it that seems realistic, you know. Mm-hmm. And then there's so much of it that is like, oh, this is super fantasy because there's all these different types of people. There's giants. There's children of the forest. There's like all these different types of species or whatever. Right. Um, and Jamie is always talking about like, man, I would hate to live back then. And I was like, man, this could take place anywhere. Like, this is not like. There's no time period. <laughs> it's not it's real. Like like I know that it seems medieval because they're kind of dressed like that, but like there's never been a time on our planet that was like Game of Thrones. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not like there was ever a time where there was like <laughs> kings fighting for the you know, <laughs> for that your thing. Body. I would have hated to have lived on Star Trek. <laughs> yes, exactly. And see that that is what like, and I guess it's because like it does seem so like. I don't know Henry VIII kind of yeah exactly um but then at the same time it's like not yeah like Henry VIII didn't have to worry about white walkers at all that's probably not a concern of his so anyway it was just it's kind of that was kind of funny because he was like I'd hate to live back then I was like that was not a time (laughs) the limit does not exist no that's not a real thing (laughs) so don't worry (laughs) Oh my goodness. If time travel becomes a thing that we can do, you're not gonna have to worry about going back to Game of Thrones. travel. <laughs> so anyway, that was just funny to me. So okay, Caitlin has a new addition in her family. We have to switch gears. Yeah. So we're switching. Here we go. Yes. What is going on in your life, Caitlin? I want to hear all about it. Because girl, I've been out of town this week. We've hardly talked. I can't believe it's Thursday night and I have no idea what your week has been like. So just like spill it. So we have been on the hunt for a boyfriend for the girls for a while, but we were like looking for the right guy. Right. Because I mean, without being triggering (laughs) male ducks have a lot of needs typically, Uh, and if you don't have three to five female ducks, people can get hurt. Let's just, or ducks can get hurt, not people ducks can get hurt. Um, but anyway, so we found the right guy and Brian and the kids went to go pick him up the other day and he's so cute. And his name is George and he's what they call a barnyard mix, but he's mostly, um, blue Swedish, which which is a different type of duck than we have, but he's very sweet And he is a little skittish and he's, he is only six months old, but he's very sweet and we do love him. Okay. So I gotta go back a minute. Okay. You said that male ducks. Yeah. Have needs a lot of them. Mm -hmm. mean, Like, like procreation needs. Yeah. Like adult wrestling needs. They have like, Oh, so they need to like adult snuggle with like six to eight women a day or something. Or like lots of times. And if you think about it, if you only have one woman available and she's trying to take on that burden, like, I mean, if it were, if it were me, there would be chafing. I'm just saying. (laughs) So this is ducks after dark with (laughs) Kate. Okay. But like, for real, they advise you, like, if you're going to get a Drake to have like three to five of them. Okay. So, but you're going to leave it up to your two. (laughs) Yeah. But because like I said, we were looking for the right kind of guy. Like we were looking for like a calm guy that might not have that many needs who wasn't like the top dog in his like male pack. And this one is actually like a runt. Like he was the smallest when he was born and he was like kind of hand raised. So we think he's going to be a good fit. Okay. Well, and also like you can also keep him off of them. We can, like, if worse comes to worse, we can, because we're out there with them most of the time during the day. And then at night we could have them sleep in like separate sleeping quarters. If we, like, if, if it came down to it. Yeah. I'm going to be interested to see how loud he gets when his needs are not being met. Well, that's the thing. Male ducks are not loud. Did you know that? The loud quack is only a female duck. A male duck actually has a very raspy kind of voice. Really? Yeah. I'll have to let you listen to him sometime, but you, he is not loud at all. Interesting. Okay. So that loud one that you hear who has gone into the house, apparently that's Blanche. She's our loudmouth lady. Oh, oh my gosh. I love that. You know them. And I am I so nervous to come to Portland and meet them. They're awesome. And you'll love them and it'll be good. And it's like, what? what are they going to do? They're not going to hurt you. They don't have teeth. I know. Well, Jamie keeps telling me that he had ducks when he was growing up and that they were awesome pets. Yeah, they are. They're really cool. Yeah. He said that it was so fun having ducks and I was just like, okay. He thinks that's really cool that y'all both like have (laughs) had, have ducks or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I, I need to go ahead and let everybody know that I am officially coming to Portland that first sliver of a week in November what does that mean you bought a plane ticket no but I have all of like the everybody has said yes like my parents every like anybody that I might need help with anything this is news to me yes so like and I know that I'm a grown woman Whoa! I don't need anyone to tell me what I can and cannot do mm-hmm. but everyone in my life has given me the approval like they have I've given I've gotten their blessing. Oh, that's good. That's good. You should bring everybody in your life with you. (laughs) Well, I also, um, very nonchalantly let Jamie know that it's possible that every other month, at least Mm -hmm. that we have a week that we don't have kids that I may be out of town. Whoa. He should start traveling with you. It'd be fun. Well, well, I know, but he's got to work. Oh, yeah, he's got that thing called a job now. But he won't have kids here. He'll be on his own. Oh, well, that's good. And I can be gone those weeks and do some things for myself. So I'm thinking of like all the different places that I want to go because I really want to get back up to the Chicago area and see Julie and Katie and Gabe. Mm-hmm. Um, I have some family members up there too um, that have just recently moved to Indiana. So, yeah. like, I, just, I have some places that I want to go. I'd like to get back down to Texas um i would like to see heather and Marielle. i would like to go back to the erin condren store um maybe see claudia there's just all these people that i would like to visit yeah and you'll get to see heather and her baby <laughs> I know. <laughs> so yeah if you're not like if you're not if you don't follow <laughs> or if you don't follow he- follow heather kell um mm-hmm. she is a friend of the show she's the only guest i think that we've ever had on twice mm-hmm. so far yes Yes. Um, and she just announced that she was pregnant after a very, very long fertility struggle. Yeah. Another one of our guests who is very pregnant also just announced as well, Katie Steiner, who we just had on the show. Okay. So lots, so... of, uh, lots of spice chaos. God babies are <laughs> coming right <Yeah>. now. <laughs> all right. So listen, those of you who listened to our episode with Katie Steiner, first of all, she is incredible. She yes. is. Like she, she is just the, the coolest, the coolest chick ever. Um, mm-hmm. But I kind of, and I'm saying this publicly because I hope that she hears it. I'm kind of mad that she didn't tell us. <laughs> well, if she wasn't ready to uh, announce or maybe she hadn't told her, what if she had not told her family yet, Leanne? She can't be saying it on a podcast and not have like, told her mother. She did not have, we talked to her before and after the recording. uh hmm She had lots of chances to like give us the details. That is everybody's decision to tell when they want. I respect you. I respect you, Katie. Even if Leanne's got beef. Caitlin, Caitlin is so, no, listen, girl, Katie Steiner, if you're out there, if you're listening, I wish you had told us too. (laughs) (laughs) When I saw that announcement, I was like, what? How did she keep that a secret from us the whole time we've made that show? Leanne's going to get canceled. (laughs) <laughs> oh no y'all don't cancel me I'm so nice well cancellation only exists if you allow it but that's all I'm gonna say about that well I don't really know what's going on with me in social media but I know that my calendar is about to free up yes girl no so I'm trying to work on the podcast that's <laughs> all I really want from you well my plan my plan this weekend uh-huh. to spend some time with my planners and get my planner life straight because next week Jamie goes to work and I've got the house to myself. So yeah. I can, <laughs> yes, I can like do, I can do, I can do social media stuff. I can clean the house. I can like plan good dinners. It's just, it's all going to be so fun. Yay. Oh, yeah. oh, I have another I have another announcement too. Oh, oh, what what is it? It's not a fun one. Okay, so um I've been giving little updates about my mom as we've been going along and she like okay, so she was originally seeing one doctor, then she switched to another doctor that she liked better. That doctor got her in for surgery the next day and she had surgery yesterday and spent last night and she finally got to go home this afternoon. She is on a lot of pain medication and very uncomfortable, but she's very happy that she finally gets to start healing. And we are all very frustrated with the first provider who let her go that long without trying to actually fix something. But anyway, so she's, um, she's on the road to recovery. We hope. Okay. So she came through the surgery. All right. Yep. Everything was good. They did have, so she's got some like some breaks up on the shoulder and then the humerus bone which is that long bone in the top of your arm was broken all the way from shoulder to elbow basically um so they were originally only going to repair that long bone but She had a crack in the ball of her shoulder, you know, where the ball joint hooks on there. Yeah. And so they had to go in and do some repairs in there too. But thank goodness they found that out and figured it out. and Now, hopefully she'll be tip top shape pretty soon. Oh my goodness. That's so good to hear. Okay. So why did your mom end up with the wrong doctor? Like how did that happen? That was her assigned doctor from the ER. Apparently when you go to the ER, the doctor that sees you is the one they continue to refer you to. And he was not a good one <laughs> <laughs> that that really sucks, oh my gosh, because yeah. like, his, his plan was for her to like let it see if it heals after he saw her films like her uh, I don't know how to read an x-ray, but I'm figuring if you've had like twelve years of medical school and you know how to read an x-ray, you could maybe tell that it wasn't well, gonna heal. I'm either. like, okay, so if you have a medical degree, do you also believe in like magic? <laughs> well both can, like grow back to itself but like not with that much of a complex break like I'm not even a doctor and I'm pretty sure I know that well that's just it's just it really sucks and you know ever since you kind of referred me to that story about that woman whose husband had pneumonia did you look it up I saw some of that and like I know. This, this really got me thinking about people that need to go to the hospital for things like your mom and her broken arm yeah. Um. And like just somebody with just like a run-of-the-mill thing and like they can't get people to take care of them because everybody is so preoccupied with COVID patients. And I wonder if that's like what his thing was because he was seeing a lot of people in the ER or something like he was just like oh we'll just let it heal and then he was just trying to cycle through. His yeah own- like just distracted or like overworked. I mean who I I mean, know, you know that. it's like I, I'm not saying that listen there are doctors that are lazy and bad at their jobs. hmm but, you know, it's just, oh, it's just so weird. It's just so weird that he was like, go home for this many days and see. I know. And she like could not even see straight because she was in so much pain. But anyway. How, how can that ever be the right course of treatment? Right. Exactly. But I also know that like, we are also my, like my family and I, we live in a lot of privilege. And I know that there are a lot of people who would deal with that like every day, like getting misreferred or don't have health insurance. So they get whichever doctor will take them. So yeah. yeah. Well, I was reading this thing the other day about, um, plus size people in the doctor. Oh Oh, yeah. And how like so many times plus size people go to the doctor with like real concerns that are like for real. Yeah. And then they're like, how about you lose weight? (laughs) Yeah. And then like the doctor just tells them immediately like, well, that'll be better if you lose weight. Yeah. Like For instance, and I don't think I've ever told this to anybody in my life. So here, why not say it on a podcast? (laughs) Um, I am fairly certain that I have some fibromyalgia. Probably. Well, I mean, I have a lot of pain in my legs and some in my arms. Yeah. And it's not explained. Like it's not explainable. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's not from like a muscular thing or like my bones don't hurt It's like a dull, like it's an aching, like it's just, it's very like, it's weird. And I have mentioned it to doctors at times, Mm -hmm. but they don't seem to be very interested in hearing about it. Oh no. (laughs) So it's kind of like, well, when someone who is thin or who is not overweight says, I have a lot of pain, I think I may have fibromyalgia then they like take them seriously. Right. But somebody like me, they're like, no, if you would lose weight, then your joints wouldn't hurt so bad. And I'm like, it's not my joints. (laughs) I know. Like when we were first, um, starting to try to have Harrison, like I was, I mean, I've always been a bigger person and I was probably bigger than average. I probably had a BMI over 30. Like we're really honest. Um, but my, like I went to go have like one of those pre Trying to conceive checkups, and I was all excited. And I was like, Yeah, we're gonna like take out my birth control. And she's like, Okay, well, I'll take out your birth control, but I really think that you should lose weight before you try to conceive. And I was like, Girl, bye. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, like, okay, so I know, okay, listen out there, people that are listening. (laughs) Like, I get it that we do not want to promote obesity. I understand that. That is not what we're doing here. And I know that there are health things that will happen to me in my future. If I do not take my health into my own hands, like I have got to make some changes. That's actually a miscorrelation. All of the peer reviewed medical studies that have, you know, a correlation of weight and health don't the things they don't match. There's no match between your weight and your health. And I will, I will say that out loud on podcasts because it's, it's a sensitive topic for me. Um, there are of course, I mean, you're at a higher risk for things, but there is actually no correlation between your BMI, your weight, and your overall health outcomes. Well, and see, that's the thing is that when I was pregnant, mm-hmm. when I got pregnant with Daniel, I was very, I wouldn't say I was like a normal weight, but yeah. I, I don't know, I wasn't quite 200 pounds. Right. Um, I mean, I looked good. But let's be <laughs> yeah. honest, I looked real good. Um, But I gained a lot of weight with him just because, and we mentioned this on an earlier episode. um, I mean, I was bulimic really bad before him. Mm -hmm. And then when I, you know, tried to curb some of those behaviors because I was pregnant, I put on a lot of weight during that pregnancy. Um, So Mm -hmm. it became a plus size pregnancy, but not till like the very end. Right. But then when I was pregnant with Hannah, it was like, okay, so you're automatically at a higher risk because you're, you're this weight. Mm -hmm. and it was almost like the doctors were disappointed. Yeah. It's weird. It's really weird that I was not having any weight related like complications during my pregnancy. I I didn't have high blood pressure. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, there was no risk of preeclampsia. I didn't have any gestational diabetes ever with either pregnancy. Um, you know, like everything was super normal Mm -hmm. and it was almost like they just could not believe, That I could just like have a normal pregnancy. And I have always been in really good health. Like when I have blood work done, my blood work is all really good. I don't have high blood pressure ever when I go to the doctor for any reason. Like I I've been very, very healthy, Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm just heavy. Yeah. So it's just, you know, when I go and I say like, I'm having pain in my legs, they automatically just assume like, well, you're carrying all that weight. So of course your legs hurt. And I'm like, no, like it's not that kind of pain. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I think anyone who's plus size has probably had a negative experience in the medical office. And then that means that like, they're going to think about that next time they go to call their doctor and they're like, Oh, well maybe it's not that bad. I don't need to call my doctor. And then they end up like this one lady who her doctor kept telling her that she just needed to lose weight. And she actually had some kind of cancer like colon cancer or something. Yes. And see, that's the thing for me is that my mom keeps telling me, you need to go have a checkup. Right. Because it's been a while since I've been to the doctor and then, you know, full disclosure, everyone, my period was 18 days late this month. Oh, snap. And, you know, Caitlin's over here all talking about the change, but I'm only 39. So like, even statistically, like I would only fall into like a 2% category of women if I was going through the change now. <laughs> so like, <laughs> I'm also, and look, I'm not saying that I'm not open to the change. Like I would be happy to stop having periods. That would be great. I feel like a lot more comes with it, though, once you stop having periods. Like, like, there's a whole other can of worms that you're opening after that. But honestly, like, my mother came through it, like, really fine. Like, she had, like, maybe two or three rough months. Mm -hmm. And then she stopped having periods, and that was it. And that, like, she never had any, like, severe anything. So, you know, I just... and my grandmother was the same. It was all very much like th- there are people that go through it for like years, and it like changes their lives. <laughs> but like with the people with the women in my family, it's like real quick, and then it's over. So I, I feel confident that like my body is still. If I wanted to have a baby, I bet I could. Oh my god, do not! You better knock on wood right now. <laughs> it, seriously, like I think that if I because I'm still I'm I'm still pretty regular like. You know, so I I just, I feel, I'm not saying that I'm young because I know I'm about to be 40, but, but I just, I think that I need to go to the doctor and have some, like some, some tests run on my numbers and my blood and all this, but I'm terrified to go. Yeah, exactly. You should, here's what you should do. And I don't know like what your health insurance status is or what, what all that looks like, but you should start calling around and find somebody and literally ask the question, like, are you size friendly? Do you cater to plus size women or plus size people? Like, what is your policy on like weight loss? What do you use BMI or do you use alternate scales? Like call them and ask those questions. Um, I know that it's a totally separate issue, but when you're looking for something like specific like that, or somebody to support you through something, you want to have a teammate, like a friend of mine was trying to get medical care for her trans child and had to call the doctors and ask questions about trans things to make sure that you know, her kiddo is going to be well taken care of. Yeah. It's a similar, similar thing. Like you just got to find somebody who's going to take care of your specific needs. Right. And I I think that that's a really good idea if I would make some calls and I'm going to say this and I don't know how everyone's going to take it. Mm -hmm. Um, but I feel like that the plus size issue in, in, in doctor's offices Mm -hmm. really happens more to women than men. Hmm, that's interesting. I really feel like that men, even if they're overweight mm-hmm. are believed more when it comes to their medical stuff. Interesting. You no, know, like, I-, I really do feel like, like because, like my dad, my dad has been overweight my whole life, mm-hmm. but he has never had anything but like top-notch medical care. Yeah. No one has ever said to him, you need to lose weight. They just treat his symptoms. You know, it's like, Oh, you have high blood pressure. Okay. We're going to treat that. Oh, you have, you know, like. Like, even when he, like, when he thought, like, that he had some, like, prostate issues. Like, everything has been taken, like, super, super seriously. That's interesting. You know, but then the women in my life that are overweight have said, like, even my cousin. So, I have an overweight cousin um, who has had some blood clot issues. Yeah, well, and I, I don't know. Like, I think that any time a doctor brings up weight or whatever, like, I don't, I don't even know if that should be part of the conversation to be honest. Like maybe they should have a check mark. Like, do you want to talk about weight related things at this appointment? No, you want to just be treated for the thing you came in. Okay. (laughs) Right. Well, and like, like I said, like my cousin who is overweight, she's had some blood clot issues. Well, my dad has also had some blood clot issues and I don't know if they have been treated the same for like the same situation. So it's just like, And, you know, if you, if you are listening out there and you are, you know, a, a man who is overweight and has experienced this, then I'm sorry, I'm not trying to negate your experience. Or if you are a woman whose partner is male and has experienced this because of being overweight, then I am sorry if I'm wrong. But I just feel like that for some reason with us, when women go in to the doctor and we're overweight, everything else that we say is like, well, if you'd lose weight, you'd be fine. Oh, yeah. Like, I feel like that even in the medical community or the medical profession where people are supposed to be, you know, science-based, women are still like, we're told your problems will go away if you lose weight. Right. And can we stop using the BMI as any kind of relatable scale? Like, can we just throw that like right out the window? Because that doesn't work. I'm not here for it. Well, and I just remember when I was a teenager and I had kind of stopped growing for a few years. Uh-huh. Um, I think that I reached my maximum height at like eighth grade. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, I didn't, it was kind of like, well, this is about as tall as I'm ever going to be. Cause it had been like months since I had gone up at all. Um, So they told me, okay, so at this height, here's what your happy weight is. Great. It's like two pounds. And they showed it to me on like a little scale with like some blocks and colors and you know, that kind of thing. (laughs) Yeah. And, at the time, I actually weighed less than that. Uh-huh. So it was like, okay, that's doable. <laughs> it is not. It is not. When I look back at my body, when I was the weight that that little chart said that I should be. Right. I looked like a sick person. Right. You know, I, I looked like someone who needed a sandwich bad. Like, well, And why is the green and the blue part like it's like this is where you should be and then it's like yellow red orange you know? yes oh it's just like angry caution 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 you're getting closer to the red yeah. oh my gosh no one's gonna love you if you get over there no one's gonna love you <laughs> Oh my God! I know, I know, but seriously, like i do i need to go to the I need to go to the doctor and need to have my blood drawn, I need to see my cholesterol and all my numbers and all those things, mm-hmm. and you know I need to go and I need to stop being so scared, but I do just have a little bit of a fear, I have like some white coat anxiety, I think yeah, maybe you need to take like a tranquilizer before you go. Yeah, well, I have a few things. <laughs> <laughs> you just pour yourself into a puddle. Be like, is there a wheelchair? Can somebody take me upstairs? <laughs> I took a Xanax before this appointment because you scare me. <laughs> okay, what if you showed up and you're just like, Three sheets to the wind, just drunk. <laughs> you're, and you're like, is this going to be okay? This I'm time. like, well, I heard I was going to have to get on the scale, and I have to have at least six shots before I can get on a scale. <laughs> I'm just imagining, like, you show to a doctor's appointment, just, just totally drunk. Yeah, I've got like my Uber outside. <laughs> and then you have to answer the question about how many drinks do you have per week? <laughs> per week. Yeah, that's one of the questions. That's math I can't do. <laughs> <laughs> it might be time to take a break on it. <laughs> I know. And I have, okay, so I've taken a little bit of an alcohol break for the past couple weeks. But for some reason this week, I'm in like celebration mode. Are you celebrating? Because Jamie won't be around anymore. <laughs> okay, so that is not fair. That is not a fair assessment. I am celebrating his success that he got a job. Okay. And- And that our lives are moving forward from this life that we've had the past few weeks. If that's what we're calling it. Okay. (laughs) Am I celebrating the fact that when I drop my kids off at school, when I come home, there won't be anybody here. Oh my God. I'm so jealous. No one will be here five days a week. Oh, that's another thing. Speaking of that, uh, Pfizer just submitted to the FDA, like a request for emergency authorization for the five to 11 year olds I know. A Special session on October 26th. Seriously. I feel, I feel like everything is like lining up. I'm like, okay, so Jamie has a job. The kids are about to be vaccinated. Oh my gosh. I cannot wait to get all these kids vaccinated. Me too. I'm going to feel so much better. Me too. And honestly, like It's going to take some of the mental weight off of the pandemic because then like, if you're unvaccinated, I'm really sorry, but also not sorry because, you know, um, it's going to become a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Like once all these kids are taken care of and parents are like, okay, I did what I could for my kids. I kind of feel like we won't need to worry about it as much anymore. You know, I completely agree with you. Um, because now my only concern is that my kids don't have it. Right. And keeping like the boosters flowing. (laughs) Like give me a booster when I need one. Look, if I, if if they tell me that I need to get a booster, I'm going to go get it. If they uh, tell me I need a freaking COVID vaccine every week, like an allergy shot, I will go get one. Like, yeah, you guys were trying not to die. Right. Like, could we just not? Like, we're trying not to be sick for two weeks. Like even if you, okay. So all of these people that are out here like, oh, well, COVID's not that bad. I could probably survive it. I'm like, but why do you want to be sick? Like, why do you want to, like, if you could prevent. Like, and the- why do you want to roll the dice on that? Nobody yeah. knows like what it's going to be like for them. Cause nobody's had it before, bruh. <laughs> like the way that we have always like, and there's a lot of people out there that willingly take the flu shot every year and will not get this vaccine. Right. It's very weird. And I'm like, so you get a flu shot every year because you don't want to get the flu because the flu sucks. Nobody wants to be at home with the flu ever. <laughs> and you could also maybe die depending but it's like, on what it was like that year. Okay. So like the COVID thing I've even been reading, I've even been reading about like COVID brain. Yeah. Like kids that have gone back to school after having COVID, and they their memory is bad. Like well, we don't, know, don't remember when Queen was on the show talking about it. She said she was having like mental health stuff after. Yes. Like we do not know the long terms of the like the long term effects of this illness. No, we do not, and <laughs> a, that is a gamble I'm not willing to take. People are having lung transplants. Like yes. you not know, like, just deciding like oh I'm just going to roll the dice. Maybe if I get it, I'll be okay. Right. And then there's people who, um, come home on ventilators who come not on ventilators. So who come home on oxygen and who like, don't have any kind of quality of life. Do you want to live or do you want to have a quality of life? Like, what do you, what do you want here? Yeah. And I mean, I don't understand what kind of news sources, the people that are skeptical about all this, I don't understand like where those news sources are. Like mm-hmm. I, I Fox News. that's where well, you find it. I, I don't, Well, I mean, like I, I'm exposed occasionally to some Fox news, like, and I, I don't feel like that every single thing on Fox news is anti-vax. That's true. I have actually seen some articles recently that are of the opposite opinion. I'll give them that. I'm not, I I don't, I mean, like I get like a lot of the things that like I believe in, they do kind of slam on Fox news. I get that. And I don't have any respect for that news outlet. Well, Um, what happened to just overall, like, unbiased news not leftist not right it not right just give me the facts you well, know? The best place to get um just like here's what happened today uh-huh. uh, is pbs i've heard the bbc is pretty good too well and they they might be the, the the one place that i have found that is pretty much like okay so here's what happened today here yeah has been has been pbs has been you know oh good old public broadcasting no agenda yeah. So, um, but I don't really watch the news much. I don't pay attention much. The stuff that I see that comes across my Facebook news feed, I am completely aware it is biased. Yeah. So like, I know that the algorithm on Facebook shows me things that I have in the past cared about. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, I, I I'm aware now that I'm like being catered to in a certain way over there. Yeah. So I do not choose to click on everything. Right. Um, Because I don't, I just, just for my own sanity. Um, But I do, I do feel, I do feel strongly that we as a society have been putting drugs in our body for years that we didn't know what was in them. It's true. And I'm feeling, I'm feeling a little bit sad for people who potentially could lose their employment and their ability to feed their family if they choose not to get vaccinated. Like I'm feeling, I'm just feeling kind of iffy about that, but like in the same token, I don't know. It's just if I hate to say it this way, but if that's what we got to do, that's what we got to do. Yeah, I know. And the argument of like the government can't control my body, Mm. like you can't come to women with that, but Texas can. Oh, I mean, I'm serious, like the people that are out there, like using this as an argument of like, it's my body, my choice, right. like, there are a lot of women in this country that laugh at you when you say that, oh, it's my body, my choice, like, okay, you're the same people that have been on the front lines to take choice away from women for all these years. And they are also Probably the same group of people who would have laughed at anyone who questioned a vaccine previously. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They're the exact people that would laugh at anti-vaxxers when it came to any other vaccine. Right. When they were talking about vaccine injury or autism connection or whatever. All of that. Yes. And look, you know, Caitlin, that I have my own opinions on that. Yeah. But at the same time, I do see what you're saying when you're like the same group of people that comes after these people it's just it's all just so hypocritical it makes not a bit of sense (laughs) no it makes no sense but it it doesn't add up okay so it is friday Mm -hmm. and we are excited for the weekend so we're going to end this on a positive note (laughs) and we're just going to let everyone out there know that we love you and we love you for listening and we thank you for showing up for us every week twice a week you're amazing um and um, we're happy to be headed into the weekend. We have a full episode for you Monday that is just the two of us. So be ready for that. Um, yeah. So everybody have a great weekend and enjoy the you know upcoming kind of fall weather. And yeah, we will talk to you guys in the next one. Bye friends. Bye.